Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Um, let me apologize uh, first. Uh, let me apologize twice. <clears throat> Firstly, because of my voice, I've never been as low, but this is, uh, you know, the, the the bad side when you when you think about doing some uh, end of the season uh, workout in the rain on Friday, Saturday. So that was very stupid. Uh, second time, uh, I want to apologize because if the PYA invites. Uh, a seagoing captain at the end of September, and you think about, I'm going to come here and talk about rules and regulations, uh, but it doesn't work. Especially since I've got a, a Swedish fundamentalist, SDCW, complaining, uh, and he just talks about ISM, and you know, we, we talk about rules for 20 crew every day for, for several months. So, um, yeah, this is me. I'll, uh, I'll try, my presentation will be quick and light. Um, it will be slightly different from um, what I initially uh, thought about because, um, uh, first of all, as, um, as the presentation uh, said, the Italian Yacht Master is a no-profit organization. Uh, we got together about 10 years ago to, um, to start doing a bit of a lobby activity. Um, and. Uh, give a bit of a guidance to our captains. Uh, so, um, <coughs> thanks to the PYA again for inviting us, being part of this uh, important conference. Uh, I've been a member of the PYA since 1990-something. Uh, <clears throat> and, uh, I mean, Rod Edge has been one of my captains for a few weeks in the past, and uh, John was actually signing one of my initially STCW certificates back in 1996. And he's... Uh, yeah, it's good to see. Uh, there's a bit of a different audience. This morning I was a panelist sitting next to an astronaut in this um, uh, kind of a Jurassic uh, or, uh, experience captain audience. And I can see, um, I'm very happy to see the audience is a bit younger and good looking. Uh, back to the original topic. Um, the Italian Yacht Master has, um, has a duty. Uh, the duty is to guide our captains uh, and to give them uh, guidelines on what to do. So when, uh, when we were invited to talk about the sea changes, uh, we wanted to bring uh, our experience, what we've done over the last couple of years during the pandemic, uh, looking forward to the new challenges. Um, so we, we decided to put together sustainable actions because uh, uh, we strongly believe uh, it's time to stop complaining, time to stop going around the rules, and time to stop blaming the owners, the crew, the guests, the authorities, the semaphore, the, the pertusato. It's time to stop. We need to play a role. As a captain, I have a letter of authority, and this letter of authority states that I have overriding authority. There's no owners, no guest that's going to tell me to drop the anchor on the bloody Posidonia. No, no way. We need to play our role because we are there to do sustainable actions and it's time to stop complaining about the rules and to follow them because this is what we certified for. So we decided, uh, um, and this is going to be the topic of our next Captain's Day, uh, to start taking action. And uh, um, 
what we have done going um, going back uh, in time over the last few few years, uh, we we sat down uh, to uh, to set up a new standard, and uh, because there's a shortage of crew, there's a shortage of good crew and a shortage of good professionals, and we wanted to increase the benchmark and provide better professionals so we can get higher managers, owners, and they can uh, trust their captains. And we will train and mentor our crew to follow the rules. And obviously, we don't drive a roller vessel. We don't drive a ferry. Uh, we sell dreams. We sell dreams. But we're not driving a toy anymore. We're not captain over 20 meters anymore. We've got responsibility. So, uh, over when the pandemic started, we decided to get together online once a week because we had captains blocked in lockdown all over the Med and the Caribbean, around the world in Tahiti. And we wanted to share all this information uh, so that everyone knew what was going on in Corsica, what was going on in uh, uh, Australia, Caribbean, uh, and the Med. Because this is what we want to do, like create a networking of useful information. Actually, um, I was listening to, to the two um, ladies from the French Maritime Authority. As a captain, of course, we get a bit fed up of being called by every different semaphore when you cruise around Corsica. They call you 20 times in a day to ask you the same five different informations. Uh, yeah, I would like to ask them if they do have a system. Well, whatever. Fine. Okay. At the end of the day, it's a half a minute. I mean, it's not going to ruin our day. But yeah, we. So we share this information. We get together online, and uh, um, we want all our captains to be aware of what's going on in the Balearics, as Peter suggested correctly. Yeah, maybe the French should enforce the same system they do in Fuerteventura. Having uh, just a small dinghy with with a decky or with a, with a sailor telling you when to drop the anchor. It's easy, doesn't cost much. Anyway, uh, but there's also a lot we can do in Italy. Uh, by the way, if you want me to bother you with the last decree in Italy, a 90 days extra European, you just tell me and I'm prepared. Uh, by the way, there's, uh, for those, uh, especially the captains, uh, there's no news uh, about the extra European seafarers in Italy yet. It's meant to come up in October, end of October. Um, so at the moment we have a bit of a restriction for the yachts going to Shika de Marinas in Italy for the extra European seafarers. Anyway, going back to the presentation, um, so we created a good networking um, group sharing these informations. And um, we believe uh, uh, that if we want to be ready for the sea changes for the new millennium, <coughs> Uh, we need to train our captains, train our captains to be a better leader, a better mentor for our crew. And we do this um, through alternative training. Um, as Rod, I've been uh, the uh, director of training of the Italian Yacht Masters, and believe me, it's a hell of a job, but trying to train captains who have every different certificate in the world. I mean, uh, I've tried to propose polar code and somebody said there's no ice in the vent. I've tried to I've tried to propose helicopter landing officer operations and there was two people attending. 
Um, so we decided that this winter campaign will be about the brain, the behavior, try to understand our crew. Because if we tell our crew that I am not dropping my bloody iron on the Posidonia, he's not going to do the same when he's going to be a captain. <clears throat> because this is the message we want to give to the industry. I mean, yeah, we can go around. Uh, as as my, my friend, uh, Giorgio, was saying before, yeah, uh, I've got nine lengths of chain on starboard side, so I can easily drop my, my anchor on a 40 meter bottom. Somebody who's driving at 25 meters struggling. Yeah, we know that. But there are alternative solutions. So we, we conduct our training on the financial side, on the risk assessment, and again, last but not least, the sustainable practices. See, as I said before, we drive a floating dream. We all know that. Uh, we know, we know the the crude oil carrier. So yeah, I, I'm not stupid. I know my owners want me to drop the bloody anchor on the beach on the Posidonia. Yeah, I've done that before. But I think we need to start training our training our crew, training our owners. That's that's the challenge for the future. Don't forget that the new owners are millennials now. We get a new owners. Uh, only 1987, and these guys are only 100 plus meter. This guy's got no idea what the Posidonia is, and if he's captains, he's got he's got a few respect for these captains. If the captain says no, it's not it's as simple as that. So our message is: let's be perceived as professionals, and we will be strong enough to be trusted as professionals. Front the guest, the crew, the charter guest. Yeah, it won't be easy, but uh, this is uh, this is what what we believe. Uh, so yeah, back to a little bit of uh, less chatty. Uh, over the past few months, uh, we have been working in conjunction with the PYA to solve uh, some of the issues that came out uh, with some easy certification. The position of the Italian yacht master is absolutely firm. Zero tolerance. There's no way anyone should go out there and get a bloody Belgium ticket in 28 hours of training or a Montserrat ticket spending 3,500 euro and not sustaining any single training, any single exam, nothing, nothing. Um, well, you will have to forgive me as well. Because the RIA has a, a massive responsibility about this. Because when we talk about the maritime authorities, we have um, we have 196 uh, countries joining the IMO, but some countries allow certain royal association. I know um, there's a a professional speaking after me certainly disagree about that. Uh, but there are countries that allows other entities to release certification. Don't forget that 200 tons for the SDCW does not exist. It's 500, 3,000 unlimited. So the MCA started something that we believe it's a business, fine. 
In Italy, it's the bureaucracy so crazy that our captains are actually going to the MCA to get qualified. John knows very well that we've been boosting blue water with a lot of money over the last time. Please, so I think there should be more responsibility. We um, actually wrote um, as a part of. Um, uh, a part of the uh, CESMA Association of the Confederation of European Shipmaster Association, Italian Yacht Master has addressed a request to the Belgian Authority to check what these three different schools are issuing at the moment. Um, some of the schools are issuing a Belgian certificate of competency through a Croatian school. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, unfortunately kicked out of our association captains who went to Albania, to uh, Albania, it's in Europe, yes, uh, to get a Panama certificate. It's not in Europe, it's somewhere else. So, uh, I think we should, uh, we should um, get together uh, to, to increase the, uh, the, the efforts together. And, um, Talking about the regulations, uh, uh, of course, uh, a few years ago we had a very successful meeting in, at the Yacht Club of Monaco when we decided to go green to discover what the Donia app was about to the Posidonia. We discussed it with the same lady some six years ago. And uh, yeah, I mean, we want to play a role. As we said before, our crew, um, millennial, uh, the the Generation Z. I've got crew members that are younger than my crew now, uh, younger than my kids. Uh, they're 20 years old and they ask me why we are polluting the sea. They don't even know what a generator is, but they, they, they can see the diesel in the water. And uh, I mean, they're responsible. So we want to follow the regulation. And uh, yeah, of course, there will be more strict emissions regulations, more strict uh, um, acoustic emission in the future. Uh, yeah, of course, the owner's not happy when you switch the underwater lights at midnight, but yeah, if that helps the marine environment, why not? I mean, it's not dramatic. Uh, so, I think it's time to, to share the concerns of the industry and the local authorities that play a role. Uh, last but not least, um, well, I've uh, complimented John, but I, because I've been knowing him for over 25 years. I think there's a responsibility of the yachting industry, and I'm happy that somebody will talk about the gas program now. Because as a captain, I remember 20-something years ago, there was a, an incredible profession. It was the leading uh, crew placement uh, um, agent, a guy called Adrian Fisher. May he rest in peace. He was an amazing member of the PUIA. Um, he told me one day, look, if you want to be a captain one day, you need to come back to me with 10 years on yachts before I can even consider you for a position. And this guy said to me one day, uh, don't go waste your money with ancillary training if you decide a career path. Uh, just follow your dreams, follow your career. But nowadays, as a captain, again, um, a green stewardess from South Africa, two days ago, two days ago on my desk. She has got more qualification than I do. She's got a bloody flower arrangement level 17. 
Um, silver service level 19. I don't know what she does, but I mean, she comes to go, she doesn't even remove her shoes. So we should probably focus more on the qualifying training. And as a professionals, I think we need to give our input to, to the training professional because this is where we're going to. Uh, see changes, it's changing. There's a crew shortage, we want to provide better crew. But I think we need to provide guidance to the professionals training our crew, training our captains, training our, um, our people, so that in the future we will uh, raise the benchmark of the category. And we won't have to sit down again and uh, discuss about Posidonia anymore because in the meantime, we all know bureaucracy is a, is a big key point. Uh, if it wasn't for bureaucracy, we already had uh, probably 60 or 70 boys uh, of Central Pay and the Beaulieu. We know that. It's been, it's been going on for years. But yeah, um, sure, if we look at the next years, uh, we have installed Starlink, we have ETO, we've got new technologies coming up in the market. I would suggest uh, people are there to go and find uh, specific training. There's a shortage of certain figures. Um, and instead of, um, maybe even the recruiting company should stop telling uh, greenies to go out there and get 12 uh, different qualified courses to get a job. Uh, maybe tell them to go and uh, they work for free, uh, just to start up, get uh, an excuse on the CV. But uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, training is important, but the, the attitude uh, we pass on is, uh, is more important. I think we, we should all play our part inspiring uh, our people, inspiring our people and the people around us. So, what we do at the Italian Master nowadays is we, we gather more and more often and we try to add creativity and passions. Don't forget uh, about 25% of our captains are skippering charter yachts and uh, we share the experience. Uh, sometimes uh, we have done something amazing for our, for our charter guests, so we do share this experience. And I mean, we are a generation of the sharing, fire sharing, experience sharing. It's not about the, the, the latest selfie or, or the, the, the TikTok video. Uh, let's use the, the technology and um, respect the environment because we care about it and we want to believe that we care and our crew care. And last but not least, um, at Italian Yacht Master we strongly believe that we need to empower our captains to be a part of this uh, change for the future. Thank you very much. But I think I've noticed there is something that is extremely valuable in this industry that is not in others, and then you mentioned it maybe without mentioning it, it's mentoring. You know, the transmitting, giving forward, giving back. It's, uh, it teaches a lot and it creates some, some good people. And, and we need to discuss how to do more of that, but this is definitely something that is important. Any questions? questions. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shoot that. Yeah. There was one yesterday. Now, it might not be the moment, but it might be something afterwards. Um, I 
often have to take deaths ashore in Italy, and sometimes they use um, water sports companies' channels to bring them towards the beach. And several times I've been approached by the operators of the water sport company telling me that it's that we are not allowed to use their channel because we're not. Yeah, we had the same ex bad, bad experience, forgive me, the bad Inca and Monaco. Uh, the coast belonged to the state, so there's no private coast in the world. The coast itself belongs to the bloody territorial coast, uh, to the authority. So they can tell you whatever we want. We have the same problems all the time. Let's say, uh, depending on the situation, we had to drop eight guests for a restaurant, and the closest pier is a private beach. I give a 50 to my decky or the bosom, whoever drives the tender. We try to be kind. Uh, I can't tell you this is the answer, but this is what I do on my vessel. And uh, uh, let's say, being kind and respectful for the others, we understand this your corridor. You've been uh, investing on your 25 boys. Uh, would you mind? Usually, what? Typically works. Usually works, yeah. Well, I, 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 the translation of the Coast Guard Coast Regulations specifically to do with water sports channels that I've read, that they, you are allowed to use them under the Coast, Italian Coast Regulations with a tender. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they just, they, they might reject you because they have uh, um, invested in platoons, uh, you know, but if you, if you show you, you're well, professional, you know, you're not going to damage it. Occasionally I have been approached, you know, basically a very hostile manner. Yeah, well we do, I, I can tell you my, my experience. Uh, um, what we we do with our tender drivers, we we give them a few words in the current in the local language, might be Turkish or Greek, and they say Kalispera or whatever. Uh, and usually the others open up, smile, give a fifty, and a good uh, Turkish salutation, and that helps. I was specifically talking about Italian. Oh, it doesn't work in Italy. We, we ask. <laughs> because uh, I've been studying this, um, this particular situation. Um, we need to try and understand what is the concept, well, the wrong concept with, behind the fact that uh, an IMO country in uh, white list, grey list or black list is automatically issuing certificates of white list, grey list, black list. That doesn't work. So we asked the Belgium authority, actually we, we appointed um, uh, the Belgium Captains Association to appoint the ministry directly uh, because they were issuing easy, forgive me for the easy, it's not as easy as other countries, but easy uh, certificates 
with tuition in English. I said, hey, wait a minute. You're Belgian. You want to go to Belgium and do a 24 hours course. Okay, but now you're studying French or Flemish. Otherwise, I mean, you, uh, I mean, we, we understand that certain training um, companies uh, have um, the MCA uh, examiners flying down at their expenses. Uh, they're not sustaining proper exam. I've done my own uh, class for many years ago. But the Belgium itself has a company called Navi Class, which is fully authorized by the Belgium authority to issue certificate of competence. This has been clarified. Uh, the reason why the Cayman Island might not accept or not, this I cannot confirm. Uh, they don't. Uh, they don't. The whole Reddington group cannot. But most of it. Yes. What's happened with the MCA after the Brexit? For one moment they stopped because there was no convention between countries. Uh, as soon as Belgium is a European country, there is a collateral convention between European countries. If someone issued an STCW, COC, or whatever it is, they would uh, have to uh, accept it. So, other than you involve uh, IMO, and uh, IMO says, okay, you don't follow the STCW standard of, of training and certification, at that point, it can be fine. And well, the thing is, uh, we're not talking about um, merchant navy COCs. We're talking about yacht certificates or commercial yacht certificate of competence. So that actually falls a little bit with that, uh, outside the, the responsibility of the IMO, the IMO really don't really care about us. I mean, you can test testify this. Uh, uh, we tiny compared to the merchant marine business, but yeah, we need we need to understand uh, whether why there's a, a Croatian network. Nothing wrong with the Croatian beautiful country. A Croatian network of training agents delivering Belgian tickets. Croatia is a European. The European country, but the Croatia does not allow the issuance, the issuance of European taught training. So they, this is an escamotage, to use a French word, to us. Uh, I think that should be brought to a higher level. And yeah, uh, being the Maltese uh, being run here, I think uh, you know they should bring it to to the attention of the ministry. Just add something on this. I, I happen to be an ex-commercial 500 GRT and STCW auditor, both for training institutes as well as on board. For, and, and I can say this, I've been uh, now in the yachting industry the last year, year and a half, and I'm slowly getting used to the, uh, the spaghettata of uh, qualifications of anything which is below 500 GRT and above, and below. So. All I can say is this, some uh, authorities are uh, using certain things within the STCW and some authorities are not. And sometimes they use it, the same authority may use it sometimes. And like you just said, first you said at the beginning, the master said has overriding authority, you are quoting ISM. When you are a master and you feel that that person does not have the competence the relevance of his qualification, then you as a master should be obliged or should take the decision that that person is not 
competent to be on board. Because if you're quoting uh, ISM as a as a uh, 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 the master having the overriding of the responsibility, you must also quote ISM that uh, you know the person must be competent, irrelevant of his certification. Yes, but sometimes we forget that when when you drive a, a pleasure vessel, uh, a vessel registered for private use, you're completely outside any regulation apart from ARPO. Well, if it's commercial, then you, you're fully compliant. Well, we all know it's the exact the same crew, probably the same owner. So, yeah, we, we're on a boundary. Yeah. We know that. So, so the, what I'm trying to say is that it boils down to competency irrelevant of certification. So if the master believes that that particular crew member or that person is not in a position to be competent, then something should be done about that. Or else that responsibility goes back on the master. So that's what I'm trying to get at. If we're, if we're going to uh, you know, uh, play the game, then you must play it like you just said, straight at the beginning, you know, overriding authority. You know? So uh, that's all I can say. You know? If we apply STCW, it's straightforward. It's very clear what I'm saying. Well, I, I can tell you, I drive a 74 meter private yacht under Cayman Island. I don't need a, a license to drive it. I do not. I can drive with a piece of paper. Well, there's a friend of mine driving a 26-meter yacht, Monaco flag, in Monaco, with a certificate of competence issued by Panama, uh, not under the SPCW format, not um, not referring to the IMO model course uh, uh, only certificate, and uh, uh, issued by a training school in Albania. Well, there is much to do and to say. Be here in two weeks' time, and I thought the oil and gas industry was complex. Thank you, Thank you very much, and there is much. <laughs>